Uh, you know, we like to play the pitcher strikeouts like I like to say, the over-under. You pick two, and it's in a parlay thing. So parlay play, you get to do it there. Use our code, our code COLDCANSPICKEM, C-O-L-D-C-A-N-S-P-I-C-K-E-M, for a one, up to $100, 100% match of your funds. Um, it's free money, no reason not to do it. So that's parlay play with the put in the code COLDCANSPICKEM. All right, fellas, Carolina Country Music Month. Uh, it's episode two of that. We're going to be talking about some Mikel. Yes, Kyle. Um, I would like to interject real quick because um, Andy talked about it all before we recorded, and he was too scared to um, bring it up. <laughs> so I'll take all the heat. Um, let's discuss the bald-headed uh, Morgan Wallen. So is he bald? He shaved it. It looked bald. Yeah, shaved it. I mean, you know, he's probably got a buzz at least. And let's face it, we we just uh, just talked about uh, Oliver Anthony. As Andy said, I've seen just as much about Morgan Wallen's haircut as I have uh, Oliver Anthony. See, I haven't. I've seen a couple things about Morgan Wallen, but I haven't seen as much. It made WRL this morning at work when I was watching. It. <laughs> what? It was on WRL. Morgan Wallen has shaved crazy. has shaved his head. So, you know, uh, hardest hit. Uh, college girls, sorry. Um, they were big fans of the mullet. It was making a comeback. They're crying tears into their Stanley Cups. That's, this is true. Um, to be determined if Hardy follows suit. But I'll take the flack since Andy was too scared to bring it up in the show. Uh, Andy, I know you have commentary. Please elaborate. I was a, I was about to grow. When Morgan Wallen was becoming popular, I was like, I, I'm a girl mullet. And I remember Rebecca White told me, it's not going to work for you like it does for Morgan. And I was like, I don't want it for that reason. I want it for the white trash part. <laughs> well, you certainly could feel that part in, yes. I can't grow a mother. I'm, so, um, I'm slightly jealous of you two. Even though you two technically don't grow mullets, your hair is very straight and it grows very well, long. We, well, mullet, you have to cut it into. Y- yes. You have to cut the top. Yes, yeah, and see, you have to cut the sides and then leave it long in the back. Yes, mine won't grow long. It just becomes poofy you get as hell. Yes, yeah. mine just gets thick and thick and thick, and it won't grow much lower than my ears. So as mine gets, my hair gets long, it just gets longer and longer and curly, and it just starts to curl out no longer. But, you know, you two, you can you can fake it into a mullet. If you let it grow long enough, because mine do yeah. the same thing. It's got to get heavy enough that it drops. Mine has never dropped. I had very long hair in my teenage years, in my emo era of um, late middle school, early high school. Very long hair, long as hell, curly. In the shower, when it's wet, it would I could get down to my you know shoulders. As soon as it dries, it's it's the old baseball cap flip out. It's just how it works. It's just wavy and long. I can't I can't do it. I'm jealous. I can't be white trash. I can't, you know. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at, incapable. Yeah, I'm at like best like um 
suburban white trash. <laughs> You'll never be a tall dirt. I can't. Yeah, I can't be Joe Dirt. I can't get Trailer Park white trash. I mean, at best, I'm the dude off uh, Trailer Park Boys. So always has a cup in his hand. That's about as much as close as I can get to a mother. That's with a lot of moose. <laughs> Anyways, we got some new music coming out. Um, as we talked about, uh, uh, it may have been two episodes ago now. Um, we have Zach Bryan, Turnpike Troubadours, on um, September 25th. I think we also have Morgan Wade on September yeah, 25th. So that's a busy isn't it, day. Isn't it August? No, August 25th. You were yeah, you were okay. correct. It's coming up here in a couple weeks. I meant August. Good, Ten good days. Catch. Ten days. So yeah, all three of those coming up soon. Um, Riley Green just recently announced. Don't do man himself. Yes, um, I want to credit the podcast. Please, uh, buffering, buffering. Please fill in while I credit the podcast that he was on. I saw it from Riley himself on Instagram. The Bobby, uh, Bobby Bones. Yeah, Bobby Bones. Uh, he said October quickly walked it back to Sid Fall. So okay, to be, to so there's no no set date, but it's no. it's in the works. Yeah, he uh, Bobby Bone asked him. Um, Releasing an album this fall, he said, "Yeah, October." And he was like, "Oh, October." And he was like, "Ah, we'll call it fall." So, no, hey, I know day. we got Tyler yeah. Childers coming up. Charles Wesley Goblin's got a new project coming up because he's released uh, released a sampler, Kyle's favorite thing in the music business, of uh, releasing a handful uh, of songs ahead of the record. Um, I listened to one of those so far. I plan on getting into the other uh, three of the four this week, but all again, very good song. Is it called a single uh, with four songs on it? No, this one's called an EP. That's a uh, sampler okay. in parentheses. So, but All Again's a good song. I recommend that one from Charles Wesley Goblin. Um, trying to, I know I'm missing some people, but those are some White of the... White Flores. White Flores, new record coming out. Oh, by the way, Andy, I meant to send it to you. I'll send it to you when we get done recording. He has a brand new uh, the video on YouTube. Nope, I didn't see that. Okay, so he has a new He's song. Coming to North that, Carolina in November. He, he, uh, is he, where is he playing? Charlotte, because uh, he's playing this uh, month in, at the Lincoln Theater in Raleigh, and it sold out before I could get tickets, which sucks because I really wanted to go to that. Uh, but Wild Flores put out a, a new song that he did acoustically in a field with two other dudes. That one, I think one of the guys uh, may have been playing with him that he wrote it with. But listen to it; it's a good song. I'll send it to you guys when we get done here. Um, but yeah, we got some new stuff coming this year. It's gonna be a busy back end of the year for new music. It's gonna. Well, and then, uh, of course, you know, the big ones are, like I said, I'm repeating myself now, but Zach Bryan, Turnpike are the two that I'm probably looking forward to the most. Um, mm-hmm. That's coming 10 days. Uh, but, all right, like we said, Carolina Country Music Month, episode two of this. We're highlighting artists, in the, specifically independent artists from our home state. Uh, last episode, we did uh, Corey Hunt and the Wise, and we talked about his EP. This week, we're going to talk about a little bit about Mikel Buck. And uh, we're going to each list our five favorite songs from Mikel Buck. Um, it's a it's an artist that we all three have known for a while, but we know him from different reasons. Um, I know that Kyle, I'll let you because I think he used to play where you went to school a lot. But Andy and I mm-hmm. first heard him when he opened for Parker McCollum. And Andy was at 2017 or 18, maybe 19, somewhere in there. Is that how we heard about him? I want to say it was. I think I saw him at Pantana Bob's or PB's in probably 27, 2016, 2017. 
Yeah. I was a senior. He played a lot Seven, of he played 16. a Yeah, he played a lot of covers at that time. It didn't have quite the music uh discography that he has now, but he was yeah. very good. And uh we also saw him at um our hometown Yeah. Weldon we Mills. Yeah, that's right. That that's was right. uh the week the weekend before our buddy got married. That's right. Um, we saw him was, there. Carter was uh being safe. Rocking the mask <laughs> during COVID. The oh, only one in only there one rocking in our group. the mask. <laughs> yeah, the only one in there rocking the mask, but he was being safe. Because Halifax County, North Carolina is not was never really a bastion for mask wearing, even oh, during yeah. 2020. Yeah, they kind of said, <laughs> screw that. None. <laughs> yeah, it was what? never really a thing there. Yeah, wing it, baby. <laughs> Yeah, but we saw him open for Parker McCollum at City Limit Saloon to like 400 people before Parker even got as big as he is now. Um, And then the cool thing was like Andy and I talked to him out after uh, in between his set ending and Parker going on. We got to talk to Mikel Buck for like 25, 30 minutes, like really cool. Was Was it after the show? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. But he's a really cool dude, like took time, talked to us, hung out with us for a little while. I uh, had a beer t- together. Yeah, he talked to he talked to you, or you know, you you talked to him. Uh, at the Weldon at, show, yeah, you're a lot more uh, social butterfly than I am. But yeah, he talked to you for <laughs> quite a few minutes. Yeah, really nice guy. He's always taking the time to talk to people if they yeah. go up to him like that. Um, but we, I really like Mikel Buck because now I will say he's uh, from Eastern North Carolina now, but he's originally, as he likes to say, by way of West by God, Virginia. So he is a North Carolina transplant, but he's been here for a while and he's very much in, entrenched in the North Carolina music scene. Uh, but I've always really liked Mikel Buck because Kyle, m- maybe this is kind of your take on it too. It's, he has a very nineties um, influenced neo-traditional kind of mm-hmm. sound in a lot of ways. Um, I, it, it reminds me of, of, that era of music in a lot of ways where Corey Hunt always there, him and Corey Hunt are not that different sonically, but his probably leans a little bit more fiddle and steel country. Whereas uh, like George Strait influenced where Corey Hunt definitely seems more Texas country influenced yep. um, like the Texas music scene. Cause I know George Strait's from Texas before I have all the Texas people yelling at me, but it's just, those were, were the kind of like, cause I know they've played shows together and everything and he's recorded a song. Um, that I'm sure will come up when we list our favorite songs that uh, Corey Hunt had a hand in writing. But uh, I really dig that kind of sound, and that's something that er- really early on drew me to Mikel Buck's music. Yeah, he um, he tickles that itch for me. Of that 90s era country that Andy hates. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you explain you. why you like him? <laughs> He's also got quite a few Rocky sounding songs too. And I don't hear the nineties part a whole lot. I don't know. You it don't. reminds me of Texas scene quite a bit. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But if the, of the part of the Texas scene, I would say he's most similar to is probably Randall King. And that's not really the, uh, right what I alley. think of with like the Randy Rogers sound It's more neo-traditional. Yep. Randall King, one of my 2022 albums of the year, just tickles that edge. That I love. Hmm. But our list might be vastly different. It could, could be. be. That would be a good thing if it is. Yeah. Because we know Andy but hates country music. I definitely <laughs> I definitely would like to uh go see 
Mikel Buck again. So I'm gonna have to look up his tour dates because uh, I, it's been a few years since me and Andy have seen some of the North Carolina guys in concert. There was a the first like year and a half of this show, we really went to a handful of shows to see these guys more than we ha- we have recently. I think COVID kind of put everything on hold for a while for everybody touring. But I'd like to get back into that because I I definitely like uh, some Mikel Buck. I know that like he was on The Voice at one point. Um, and then, you know, he, he's kind of done his own thing since, you know, that experience, but definitely up my alley on the kind of country that I I started off listening to. And I I really, really like, so without further ado, let's get into our top five. We'll list, we'll start at five and then go round table five, four, three, two, one on our uh, favorite Mikhail Buck band songs. Andy, I'll let you go first at number five. At number five, I have Blackberry Wine typical song i typically wouldn't like but (laughs) this came out in 2018 i'm pretty sure that's when i was listening to it the line tan tan like jim beam which was my favorite thing in the world at the time thick like ice cream this guy's speaking (laughs) tan like jim beam thick like ice cream (laughs) (laughs) i like that very rocky sound like Sold. <laughs> Kyle. Hmm. Hmm. I'm probably oh, this is tough. Remember, it's not a draft. So yeah, whatever you know. want, you can pick. Yeah. I'm probably gonna go with uh low on gas. It's a good song. Yeah, it's um just reminds you of those late high school years, early college years, trying to um, get away from your parents. It's good. It's good nostalgia song. Yeah, that was one we covered on the podcast, I think, it when was. it was released yeah. as a single. Yeah, that's about a year uh, ago. Number five for me is Easy Go from the Hillbilly Love Stories, Volume 1. Um, you know, this one's obviously has a heavy George Strait influence on it with the you know, references to George Strait song titles, Easy Go um, is kind of referencing some George Strait songs, has a, of that very 90s era George, not 80s George, but 90s George kind of sound to it. Um, very, I, I love the melody in this song. Uh, Easy Go was an early one that I, I was a big fan of his back in the day. Uh, so that's number five for me. Number four, I have Irish Road. Damn it. I, I like... <laughs> This song is a prime example of where sound and lyrics click. The sound makes the lyrics even better, and it is a very well-written song. I like the song, too. I love that song. Really a vocal showcase uh, for him. Um, I'm a, I'm not going to pick it now uh, because Andy picked it. Um, Oh, yeah, that song is fantastic. Um, I'm going to go with Love Me Wild. Oh, that's my number four. Um, another song I think we covered on the podcast. Maybe. We did. Yep. Uh, I mean, just fantastic. The best thing about Mikael Buck is when he comes out with new songs, they're all really good. And, you know, we we've all seen him in concert. And we've all said the biggest knock on him is his songs are fantastic. We need more of them. 
and this is a quasi love song and you know I'm down for it. Not all love songs are good, but it's a good one. Number four for me is uh, Balin Wire, his most recent single he's mm-hmm. released. Um, I'm a sucker for these types of songs where it's a country song where your grandfather is telling you life lessons and this chorus kind of listens to th- lists the things that, you know, you, you need to do this, you don't need to do that kind of thing, work hard. Uh, the, just those simple life lessons that you tend to learn from your grandparents. I'm a sucker for those types of things. I love the production on the song. Uh, Balin Wire was a, a, a newer one slipped in. At number four for me. My number three is Love Me Wild. As I said, like, when we, I remember when we covered it, not typical song I would like, but this song sounds so good. It's impossible not to like it, even though that's not my go-to foray of lyrical content. Not that it's written bad or anything, it's just not my thing. Yeah. I really like, I'm with you on that. I really liked that song, but it wasn't my usual uh, theme of a song that I'm drawn to. Next one, Mama Didn't Listen. Mm-hmm. Yep, fantastic song. Um, I get the, uh, I get, you know, it's Waylon Jennings, the uh, Mama Tried song. I get, like, heavy influence mm-hmm. from that. Uh, I think it's, it's Waylon Jennings, right? No, you're thinking about, um, so, uh, you're thinking, of, you're referencing a Merle song, but. Merle Haggard, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me, I'm sorry. Apologies, don't get mad at me in the comments, I'm bad with names. Uh, yeah fantastic so I for number three also picked Mama Didn't Listen this one came out like three years ago big fan of this song and I didn't take Mama Tried as being the reference here Hmm. I took it was Waylon's Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys and I think that kind of ties into the hook of the song where it's like Mama didn't listen to a damn word Waylon said right so that's uh, but I, the Wayland influence is prevalent here. One, it's a, it's like this driving country song that kind of gets the blood flowing. But if you really listen to the mix, you you hear the Wayland Jennings Telecaster tone um, played in it, and it is it just got my blood pumping, and I was like, fuck yeah! So, uh, Mama didn't listen, made it for me too. At number three, I'm wondering if we're gonna have all the same top two. Mm, I think I might have a curveball for y'all. I, th- I think you're not going to go with me on this. Well, my number two is with me now, the explicit one. I have a reason for it. says the F word. Yeah, I've got a reason for this. Uh, the screeching fiddle at the beginning, hook, line, and sinker. This song fit. This came out in 18. Fit so well because it was... Because being a North Carolina guy in the song, where you know red dirt, red dirt songs about missing her. I mean, we're still eighteen. Where I guess we're semi still new the red dirt scene. That someone else is like, you know, in the red fan of the red dirt scene from the same area was cool. And the uh, the line because this also I may have participated with a buddy in this. Um, yeah. <laughs> The line for the explicit reason, going to sit on this tailgate till I can't feel a fucking thing. And uh, the other version says, damn. And when you're singing the song, you say fucking and the song says, damn, you just look kind of like an asshole and pass out <laughs> in the bed of my, and it ends with pass out in the bed of my truck. Me and a uh, old 
possible number one fan of the show, Cookie, got shit canned in the back of his truck. <laughs> and luckily, luckily, we were beside my big truck, and I woke up right before I passed out and went and actually got in a real bed. And Cookie slept in the bed of his truck the whole night, about the time this song came out. This one barely missed the list for me, Andy, but I love that song too. Um, cause you, I'm not, you didn't even mention the line about, uh, sipping on some Turkey. Cause yeah. th- that used to be some shit that you remember one of our roommates, uh, yep. our, one of our best friends to this day, he used to love some wild Turkey one oh one. God, as I said, a, though, it's a brave thing to drink. Jim Beam was my <laughs> thing. I don't care about Turkey at that time. It Jim Beam white label. white label Jim Beam guy. <laughs> I was Me and Andy was split some Jim Beam white label. Oh, gosh. You were slumming it. I was. I was poor. So, so were we, but Jim Beam white label wasn't that bad. <laughs> Evan Williams green label in early times. Oof. Oof. All right, number two. So I don't really love this song, but I like it because it is a sexually explicit song done well. Well. <laughs> Um, it is not so over the top and it's not very, it is a song that you can listen to with kids in the, in the background. But if you're an adult, you, you know what, you know what he's talking about. It's love you down. Um, and I got to give it to him that it's hard to do. You know, you can, you can be very upfront about it. Um, there's a John party song that me and you had a very strong disagreement on. I'm blanking on the Mm -hmm. name of it now. Um, that was just so so reverse cowgirl. Yeah, reverse cowgirl. Yeah, it was so there, and I didn't like it because it was just right there. But love you, damn. It same gist, just not as so upfront about it. So I'm gonna give a nod to that. So number two for me is another new one that came out in <clears throat> March of this year. There was a duet he did with a, a, a singer named Brooke Lee, uh, named Broken Heart. This song, I absolutely love. And the reason I love it is because if you look at the title, you expect it to be a heartbreak sad song. Then the song starts. It's got mid-tempo country production. You're like, I know where this is going lyrically. And then you don't because it's a love song. And this is the kind of love songs I like because it's a love song where it says they wouldn't have e- they wouldn't have met each other if they both hadn't have been in the bar lonely and heartbroken. If things had been been uh, going well for one of them, if they the person they would have met would have been a different person. So just the the story in this song on how they take the song title and the the production almost tricks you at the beginning until you listen to it. it tells a good story of a couple meeting uh, and it has the kind of love song that's right up my alley. So that's. One of the newer ones, Broken Heart by Mikael Buck and Brooke Lee, number two for me. I did like that song, but I was reliving my whiskey drinking days throughout this list. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming we're going to have the unanimous number one of In Came You. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. This is best, this, this is best song by a mile. Lyrically, this is, this would act. This version of the song, too, because the way this song sounds to me is fantastic. This is very up there, probably. When I say up there, there's a lot. This is a long list. This probably may be top 20 of my all-time favorite songs. That's how much I like this song. It is so well written. It sounds so good. 
it's all got. I mean, the song hits on so many things. It it's on the young man's dilemma of running around, living the wild, heavy life, even finding out who your real friends are. Um, everybody's there for a good time, but you know when you ain't providing a good time no more, they're not really there for you anymore. And then the whole song comes full circle when you know. It's very cliche, but it's very well done. Where it's like the reverse of a Disney fairy tale. Um, in comes a girl and fixes him to an extent. Um, I love the guitar solo at the end of the chorus. Fantastic. This is number one for me, too. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I just want to give an honorable mention. I didn't pick it because Andy picked it and fucked me uh irish rose but i love that song as well but yeah go ahead so yeah this was number one for me too obviously um the i love both versions of this song mikhail bucks and tyler hatley's tyler hatley's was the first one i heard so i've always kind of had a um a soft spot for both versions of these songs uh but i love mikhail bucks version too and it it hooks me in right away with that right in your face in the mix pedal steel guitar it's just i i my favorite instrument when done right and this song does it right and then the opening line man about lost in the bottle swimming in the women making up a new definition of sinning like it's like kyle says it's the story of a lot of young man's uh rambling ways in the beginning and this song tackles a topic that i typically don't like in country songs where it's like saying now I was a rough, rough rider, rambling kind of man, and then and I was changed because of woman. I usually hate songs like that. This song does it well, and mm-hmm. the songwriting of this song is fantastic. Uh, I know it was like three or four dudes that were involved in in writing this one, Corey Hunt being one of them. But uh, just the, then it was like I in the chorus right before he gets to the hook, he's like, and I had lines, but none that I should use. And then it's like, in came you, and fantastic song. If you haven't ever listened to Mikael Buck, it's I was I say his number one. It's his most popular one on Spotify for a reason. Start with this one, uh, fantastic song. But yeah, it dwells one. in the sad part of it. Yeah, the in came you is the only go. part about it being a love song at all. Everything else is just about all the bad shit he's done. Which is why I think this song did it better. To your point, Andy, because like most of them are just like you know they. They talk about how they have a verse dedicated to how rough they were. And then the girl comes in and then the chorus is spent talking about how you'd be lost without your angel and blah, 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 blah. This one harps on the negative. It harps on the bad things, harps on the vices you had. And then there's one passing mention as to why things got better. That's how you do it, boys. That's right. I'm not. If I could be mistaken, the song also could be about religion as well, couldn't it? It wouldn't surprise me, no. Yeah. Like seriously. It could go either That's way. That's a good take on it. Yeah. Mm, never saw that. Hmm. I had never thought about that either. Because it, it's so because it could go either way. Because there's no it could almost be anybody. Anybody yeah, and it, anything. Yeah. That's a, I've never thought about that. That's a very good point because there's no explicit I just assumed it was about a girl, but there's no explicit like parts of the song that's saying it has to be about a woman coming into your life. 
makes sense where he talks about um, running with the devil. So, yeah. Even taught him some things that he didn't know. Hmm, interesting, Andy. I didn't talk about it's that. Very open ended, which is one of my favorite like things that. about songs is when they left open ended in, in this way, where it's not so open ended that it's just an open sea, but it's it narrows it down enough, but still leaves more like two or three paths that it could go down. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's not like Wilco open-ended where you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's yeah. it's like, this is the story, who's the subject of the story kind of thing. It's one of those test questions where it could be B or C. They're like two decimal points off, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get my math wrong? <laughs> For me, the answer was almost always yes. I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Is it 3.1415 or 3.15, 1, 3.14.16? I used well, to get so seven. mad word problems. <laughs> like, Shit. Which number did I not round up? God. Yeah, that's interesting. Very well said, It's a very good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. You changed my whole outlook on this five-year-old Seriously, song, though. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to this song for years with a specific story in mind, and now I'm kind of looking at it in a different light. Hmm. Andy, you've stopped well, me. Yeah. <laughs> you've stopped <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Andy's like, I did it. Kyle and Logan are speechless. <laughs> Didn't think that was possible. <laughs> he's going to put it in his calendar, and then one year from now, he's going to be like, remember the time I stumped you out? No. I was on this day a year ago. <laughs> You bastards. And then he's going to be like, roll the damn clip, and he's going to play the clip of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely we recommend Mikel Buck, uh, one of North Carolina's independent artists that we've been a fan of uh, for quite a while. You know, Kyle saw him play shows in college. Andy and I, after college, had go and uh, gone and seen him open for I, Parker. Yeah, I think I saw him open for Corey Smith. Really? I know I saw Corey Smith. It might have been that show. That would make sense in that time period. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I only knew one Corey Smith song, um, but we went to see him because it was like $5 to see Corey Smith. Back Um, then, it's like 50 now. Yeah. Um, I think it was Corey Smith. I could be wrong. It was a blur. Corey Smith, I like, but I I loved Corey Smith back in the era that I saw Corey Smith because it's like, the set list was of all the stuff that I, of my, all my favorite songs of his, because I saw him back in 2014 or 15. And it was, that was the era of Corey Smith that I was a huge fan. Yeah. So I'm at Lincoln, but yeah, definitely check out guy. Mikhail Buck. <laughs> so I'm at a dive bar in college. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that probably was who he was with. I'm trying, yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Can't recall. I could be wrong. Well, you know, in the description of this podcast, there's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Uh, let us know what you think about Mikhail Buck. Definitely go check him out. Let us know what you thought about uh, Corey Hunt. And um, if you got any recommendations for us of some guys in North Carolina that you think maybe we haven't heard or maybe we should cover, uh, add us on. X or Twitter or whatever it's called these days, or leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Give us five stars, a great review, and click subscribe while you're at it on your way out. Check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com, for blog content and merch. 
For this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. See you next time. Take care, guys.